0: Hey, Seattle hockey fans. I hope you are still enjoying the good feeling after a home win. Our boys got it done over the Rangers 3-2 win in overtime. Let's break it down on this Friday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team Every day, we are the Seattle Kraken. Happy Friday, Seattle hockey fans. This is your daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you for making us part of your daily listen. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, let's start this one talking about Justin Schultz. You know, we're going to hear from Justin Schultz in a little bit, but Was able to contribute offensively, was a player that if you listen to the squad cast, the crossover episode before this one, John Chick and I talked about Justin Schultz and a few other guys talked about Burakovsky. I thought Burakovsky did a better job with puck handling. We're going to hear from Jared McCann on this show. He talked about, of course, practice and the 3v3 and, um, you know, I thought he had some amazing quotes essentially referring to patience. And that's what the Seattle Kraken focused on. And that paid dividends. I do think this could have been a game that we won in regulation. That being said, the two goals that Martin Jones led up, I'm not sure that he really could have done much about them. Um, or even the players on the ice bodies got all discombobulated, the puck. Ends up on the stick of the Rangers two times we saw that I'm a little more critical of the first one. Larson kind of goes to make a, you know, a little bit of a a soft block, I think, as the puck's crossing across the crease or just in front of the crease. And, um, you know, I I don't think that he was moving enough. He got a little flat-footed. That leads to the first goal. That being said, it hit a bunch of bodies in front. The second one that goes in, goudreau you see him kind of hunker down i think it catches him pucks hits bodies gets just dies right there on the ice and once again the new york rangers are able to find it on that one martin jones had no idea where the puck was too many bodies in front so you know i i'm not sure that i'm i'm too mad about that if i were to nitpick though it would be on why we were giving up power play opportunities in the first place. Carson Susie, you're not out of the doghouse just yet. The Seattle Kraken overall, they um, had eight penalty minutes. Well, both teams really did eight penalty minutes. The difference, though, in this game, the difference in this game, the Rangers were two for four on their opportunities on the power play. Uh, the Seattle Kraken were not. So look at this. Two for four for the Rangers. They only scored two goals. The Seattle Kraken, 0 oh for four. So if we can either do better on the penalty kill, uh, if we can not get into penalties late in the game, looking at you, Carson Susie, or if we can convert a little bit more on the power play, that could have been the difference in us getting all three points instead of having to share. I'm an eldest child. I don't like sharing. I don't want to share. But as promised, let's hear from Justin Schultz and then Jared McCann after this game. Justin, of course, with the game-winning goal. I, Either way, he was going to get the game-winning goal, in my personal opinion. Uh, it had to come in overtime. Just talked about that. But either way, here's what Justin said after the game. I feel like we've been getting off to good starts all year and uh, just continued that tonight. And like I said... Uh, Earlier, uh, it's a good <laughs> team over there. <laughs> uh, I, think I think played them a lot Jones the last back few back years, and um, uh, uh, they got a lot of skill, and our team, team did a good job. Uh, uh, all night battling through when it wasn't going our way, yeah, and, and uh, just finding a way to get two points. Jonesy was huge again in net, and giving us a chance to win every night. Yeah, just Schwartzy was in front. I forget who else was there, but just kind of throwing, not shooting the score away, just trying to get it there, and who got a tip on it. I don't know if it went off to anyone or, or what happened but I mean, yeah it's good to go in. I've been very curious to see how Justin Schultz would integrate into the Seattle Kraken. He had two goals his second and third goals of the season, so getting involved, integrating into the offense. We saw Justin be able to do that, but what was the difference Overall, especially in overtime, I'm going to take you to what Jared McCann had to say post-game. And to be honest with you, we practiced three-on-three uh, three yesterday and the day before, so, um, you know, it was it was huge. We, we felt more confident going into it, and um, we made some plays, but we were smart. But... What were some of the takeaways from that practice three-on-three? Three? Don't need to force it. Um, you know, hold on to it. It's a puck possession, you know, time of the game. and um, Got uh, to just hold on to it, make the right play, and um, wait for your chances. Yeah, I mean, I had to shoot through two guys, so probably not a good idea. Um, Just turn around, live to fight another day. So there were a few things that really stood out to me from what Jared McCann said. He felt that the losses that the Seattle Kraken had coming into this game at Climate Pledge Arena against the Rangers, there was a lack of structure. They needed more structure. They needed more of a plan, is what McCann said to us. Then, regarding what they were practicing, because I mentioned it, if you've been listening for the last two days, yes, we talking about practice. The Seattle Kraken have been practicing 3v3. It was a downfall and a folly in their, in their losing streak. So they talked about, and Jared McCann says, they, they were focusing on waiting for your chances, and you don't need to force it. And then he talks about a specific example where on three-on-three on three play, he had an opportunity, but he saw that there were two bodies in front of him, and he would have had to shoot through those two bodies. And he talks about, you know, living to see another day. That's exactly opposite of what we saw, in my opinion, when Andre Burakovsky, as a lot of people were saying on social media, was trying to play hero hockey. He did a little bit too much trying to get through. So I love that the Seattle Kraken had a renewed focus on living to see another day, on focusing on structure and having a plan. And you even saw it in regulation. Burakovsky wrapping around, Maddie Beniers pinching in. All of these plays led to the three goals that we saw. Jared McCann got the opening goal, and then Justin Schultz with a second and third goal. For the Seattle Kraken. So I like this. Hopefully this will bode well as we move forward. And, um, you know, let's talk about what's coming up for the Seattle Kraken, including what's the deal with Philip Grubauer. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, and of course, the National Hockey League, esports, soccer. We've got it all. At betonline.net. And we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. <clears throat> so th- thank you, Bet Online, as always. Um, I want to take you to some updated odds that we've got. I've talked before about Maddie Maneers. I spent a lot of time talking about Maddie Maneers uh, a few days ago, but um, we, we also talked about the playoff odds, the latest odds that we have for the Seattle Kraken as far as the playoffs. Uh, they're at a plus 115 to make it or 23 over 20 and a minus 145 opening odds were plus 325 and uh, minus 450 for no. So, I think we're seeing improvement there for sure, but also Bet Online still has Maddie Benier at nine to two odds to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. Logan Thompson, Shane Pinto, Mattias Maselli, Cole Perfetti, and Stuart Skinner, followed by Owen Power, are closing up on Maddie Beniers, but it's uh, Maddie's to lose as of right now. I think his game has. Um, not been as consistent as it has early on, but we talked about that earlier in the week. He's still a rookie, but I loved that. Eddie gave him some love on the broadcast yesterday. That second goal. Was it the, was it the Jared McCann goal? I think it was, I think it was the McCann goal either way. uh, One of the goals in regulation, Maddie Beniers pinching up on the wall and creating other chances for, or a second set of chances uh, for, His team, just really good, solid play from Maddie Beneers. Let's take you to the post-game instant analysis by friend of the pod, Allison Lucan. The Kraken earned their second win in four games of the current homestand in impressive fashion. One of the top goaltenders in the league came to town with the New York Rangers along with a team of skilled players who ranked top 5 as a group in shot volume and creating offense from the most dangerous areas on the ice. But things paid off in 3 on 3 play when Justin Schultz potted the game winner. And then we're looking at the overall numbers. This is via Sports Logic. You can find the full graphic and everything. 5 on 5 offense puck in the offensive zone was dead, even 39% overall shot leaders, multiple players with five shots where it was Truba for the Rangers with five shots, um, goaltending quality start for both goaltending, but did Martin Jones steal this game? Yes. Yes, he did. And he stole this game because, uh, man, who was it? Who had that breakaway? Oh, you know who it was? It was, uh, Kako and we talked about Kako, young star Carson Susi had a bad turnover, and Martin Jones makes what I call a tippiest of toes. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a follower, good friend of the pod. Uh, I was taking my intermission nap at this save, but um, what a save! A breakaway opportunity created because. Carson Susie, just an errant pass, picked off in the neutral zone. Rangers go caco with, with speed and plenty of space. And Martin Jones makes the save. He talked a little bit about there. said, you know, he, he definitely bit one way, so he had to kind of throw his legs out. But you know what? It worked. We'll take it. So, um, yeah, Martin Jones stealing the show, which, of course – Goes back to, again, a conversation we're going to talk about coming up next on the show, and I talked about it earlier in the week. Philip Grubauer sounds like he's coming back maybe as early as this weekend. We'll take a look at the schedule, but does that mean he automatically is going to get between the pipes for the Seattle Kraken? Only time will tell. So, yes, a seal of a game for Martin Jones gets the Seattle Kraken back in the mix here. So, let's take a look at the standings. Where are we when it comes to all things? Well, we are top three, baby, in the Pacific Division. We are above 500. We are just about at 500. Um, we're at <clears> – <throat> So let's take a look at these standings here. The Seattle Kraken are third overall in the uh, Pacific Division. You can see that our home and away record we're getting there. We're over 500, which is what I wanted to see from this team. We're getting better at home, which is what we need to see from this squad. So that's overall in the Pacific Division. You love to see it. Um you know, we're chasing Los Angeles and Vegas. Here's some of the other leaders. Um, Uh, and looking at the wild card but the Seattle Kraken goal differential of plus eight I love to see that and that's the work of Martin Jones so what happens when Philip Grubauer comes back healthy which is happening pretty soon we got some things to talk about folks that's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken Hey, if you are listening to Locked on Kraken, make sure you're also listening to Locked on Sports Today. Of course, you listen to us first, then you make your second listen of the day, Locked on Sports Today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available wherever you listen to audio podcasts. You can also find it on YouTube. So I'm going to take you to this article by um, the hockey writers. Martin Jones is proving valuable for Kraken. After disappointing seasons in San Jose and a bounce back year with the Philadelphia Flyers, Martin Jones was signed by the Seattle Kraken in the offseason to fill in the backup goaltender spot. spot. Once Grubauer went down with an early injury, Jones has been thrust into the starter's role. So far he's running with it. This is what I love about this article. <laughs> One of the subheadings is Kraken defense seems to ease burden on Jones. Yes. As much as I (laughs) do think we need to improve on defense, I do think the team defense has been better. I talked about Larson. I think he should have moved his feet a little bit more. We talked about Susie giving away errant passes as he's exiting the zone. Those things still need to be cleaned up. They're not happening as often, which makes them more glaring. And it also hurts my heart that it's Larson and Susie that I'm talking about a lot in those situations. But either way. Uh, this article goes on to say the team has done a fantastic job of limiting the chances coming from the slot at 5v5. We talked about this a lot during the Minnesota game. I thought it was so apparent that the scout and Allison Lucan, again, did a great job talking about that, and that was the scout for the Seattle Kraken is to keep Minnesota out of the slot. And, yes, they've been doing a better job of that as a team overall on the whole, so we love to see it. Um So let's take a look at this heat map. You can see that this high, the higher orange is showing what is, quote, an obscene amount of chances from directly in front of the crease. So this orange right here, um, distance from goal line. All right. Just lots of shots, lots of shots right in here. Okay, this is the goal. Look at, look at all that. Versus this year, you've got this has to be worked out. That to me looks like it's uh, not taking care of the far post, which you know burns my dang grits. But look how different look how different this is. Um, the penalty kill unit in 2021 22 ranked 31st and allowed an obscene amount of chances from directly in front of the cre- crease. The left heat map shows a Disturbing amount of orange around the entire slot area, orange is a higher shot volume, purple is a lower shot volume. The right shot still has chances tight. Their overall kill has done a better job, though, of limiting the shots total in the slot area. They also appear to be limiting cross ice passes right the right circle which helps alleviate extra movement for jones so love this love a good heat map kind of showing on and via just data visualizations the difference and the impact from one year to the next so i do like that um still think overall we need to to improve upon defense so Confident in the crease, I talk about how he's just so calm. He's a calming presence. uh, I think he's absolutely cool, calm and collected doesn't let anything bother him too much um, and then, of course, stepping up in a in a big way while Philip Grubauer is out um, so. The article ends with the Seattle Kraken. We're in the playoff hunt as we head into the United States version of Thanksgiving. Um, It goes, the the last line, I love this. They are in that position for a few reasons, but perhaps none of those are as big as the emergence of Jones. So with reports that Philip Grubauer could return as soon as this weekend, what does that mean in Nets? All right, I interrupted that thought because just as I was recording this podcast, the Seattle Kraken made the news official. They have reactivated Philip Grubauer, and they have sent uh, Olofsson back to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Here's the graphic. You can see it here. The tweet is the Seattle Kraken have activated goaltender Philip Grubauer off the injured reserve and have reassigned defenseman Gustav Olofsson to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Firebirds. So um, we'll see what happens. I, again, we we've been hearing there were reports from, from yesterday that Philip Grubauer would be ready to go. Let me give you coming up next, my thoughts on whether we should see Grubauer tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Kings, given what the rest of the month looks like on the schedule. So that's how we'll close out this Friday episode, game day Eve episode of Locked on Kraken. I think personally, we stick with Jones. Um, nothing against Groovy, but you gotta go with the hot hands. Now, if Jones wants some rest, then I respect that. I said that before. I think on the Squadcast with uh, John, I totally respect that. But let's look at the Seattle Kraken schedule. Who we got coming up here? We so if if he's ready this weekend, that's L.A. That's our next home game. And then we have a stretch of time before we play the San Jose Sharks. Now, both of these teams are in the Pacific Division, meaning that we need six points. And then we have Vegas on the road. So I love that article from the hockey writers about Martin Jones. For my money, he's our goaltender right now. Now, there are reports, and even we see some of the transactional stuff. Philip Grubauer no longer listed on injured reserve. Gustav Olofsson sent back to Coachella Valley. So that means, technically, that we have Jones, Helberg, and Grubauer. So something's got to give there. We expect to see some changes right now. The the Seattle Kraken roster at 23. So, if Philip Grubauer says he's going to be active, we've seen reports that he wants to be active by this weekend, or that's the intent here. I mean, I say you go with Martin Jones until the wheels fall off against Los Angeles. I showed you again the standings were right behind LA. Getting points against LA is critical. Now, if we, for whatever reason, have reason to believe that Jones is you know nursing an injury or is overly fatigued then we go with Grubauer but if Jones is good to go we go with Jones that's what I say we do as we play LA then we have time we have practice time because we're not hitting the road until next weekend We have practice time. I say we keep integrating Philip Grubauer. And if you want to give him the start against the San Jose Sharks, I say go for it. But we need this win in L.A. I say we go with Martin Jones. And now here's where it gets dicey. If we play Martin Jones against L.A., then we see Grubauer against the Sharks. He does well. Do we get Jones in net again against the Vikings? Then do we kind of go interchangeable where then we see Grubauer for the Ducks and then Jones again for L.A.? I don't know what it's going to take, but my gut is telling me unless Martin Jones is injured or unless he needs rest, we go with Jones. Nothing against Philip Grubauer, but we need points. Um, before we close out this month, I want to see us, so we have a, a potential three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen 12, 15 points. We have a potential 15 points. We play L.A. twice, Vegas once. I think we have to get at least nine points. I want to see us get nine points. Because you go three and six, uh, so that's two wins outright against Anaheim and the Sharks. We need to win. I mean, I really want to get 12 because I think we should be able to beat L.A., uh, at least once. And of course, you know, I want to see us beat Las Vegas. I think we're a better team than the last time we went up against Las Vegas. So I would love to see us. I think we got to get nine, but 12 is a possibility here. So how lucky are we Seattle hockey fans? We got a game yesterday at Climate Pledge Arena. We have another game tomorrow and then we'll close out Our long homestand with the San Jose Sharks. Let's get you ready for tomorrow's game day versus Los Kings. The Los Angeles Kings, we already told you, they're sitting pretty at second overall in the Pacific Division. They are also riding a one-game win streak. But is it really a streak until you get at least two? We want to get that second win. So they're 7-2-1 in their last 10, just like us. Overall, their power play, not great. This is an opportunity for the Seattle Kraken to improve upon um, the uh, services on special teams. I'd love to see that. Let's take you now to NHL.com so you can see these as well. Uh, you see, again, 7-2-1, and one, both teams in their last 10. The power play, as I mentioned, if in favor of us. The penalty kill overall were about the same. Face-offs about even. We're both uh, shooting and scoring about three goals a game. Uh, We are doing a little bit better on goals against. Thank you, Martin Jones. So that's an opportunity there. Uh, If we can score three and keep them at two or less, we should be in good shape. See some of the players to watch in the last five games. Uh, More crushing it with points here. Uh, And then, of course, quick and Peterson are their netminders. We've got Jones and Grubauer. We very well could see Philip Grubauer. i rather see him next week, but maybe we'll see him against the Los Angeles Kings. I just think Jones is doing such a great job. So we were able to take care of the Los Angeles Kings. October 13th, 4-1 win 2022. So we want to keep that positive momentum swinging our way. We have to get, we have to win games in the division. We have an opportunity, not only against the uh, Kings, but as I mentioned, we also have the San Jose sharks swimming into town that closes out our homestand really want to see us get, I said, at least nine, 12 is even better in to close out this November. Um, so we'll see what happens we're we're coming up on on turkey day there we've got some turkey day festivities if you are here in the united states um so we'll see uh, what happens here that's a turkey day eve if you will game against the san jose sharks before the team hits the road and goes over to vegas that's the show for today Great that we have Philip Grubauer back. I don't envy Dave Haxtell and company Steve Breer as they're going to have to integrate Grubauer back in. But I dare to say for a team that had so many problems in net last year, <laughs> this is potentially A very good problem for us to have. If you are watching Premier Hockey Federation, I will be on the call. We have a game tonight as the Boston Pride is headed out to Minnesota to take on the Whitecaps. Then we also have the Toronto Six and the Metropolitan Riveters taking the ice tomorrow. Game two of Boston at Minnesota will happen tomorrow 7 p.m eastern time and then we close out on sunday the toronto six versus the metropolitan riveters and guess who's on the call for it all that's right your very own host of locked on kraken that would be me so if you like women's hockey Listen on ESPN Plus or TSN Plus and also my co- my women's hockey podcast, the Founding Four podcast. We are going to be hosting a watch party for the Premier Hockey Federation tonight and tomorrow afternoon on Playback. So you can check out, I've got the graphic up for you now if you're watching on YouTube. If not, check the show notes. We hope to see you there. As always, be kind to yourself and to each other. Happy Game Day Eve. Let's Get it done against the Los Angeles Kings. Blake Bolden, you know I love you, but I'm not rooting for you tomorrow. Hope that stay true. Let's go cracking. I'll see you on Monday.